Hello, everybody, and welcome to this solo edition, somewhat abbreviated edition as well, of the Toogie's Take podcast. I am here, and it's just me, myself, and I. We're going old school with this one. Back in the days when this wasn't a podcast, and it was just me posting videos on YouTube under the Toogie's Take name. Of course, we've been doing that for a long, long time. But we are here today, of course, to talk about everything within the hockey world. Should note, This is the second time I'm having to record this, so it might be even shorter than I initially wanted the show to be. Unfortunately, as a lot of uh, content creators can relate to, uh, having something done and then realizing that there was uh, a glitch or something corrupted is kind of the worst feeling in the world, especially when it's something like this where, man, that first recording, you feel like, oh yeah, it was perfect, I, I hit every point I wanted to make, and then it's gone. So you're always trying to live up to that first take, and it's absolutely brutal, and it sucks. But hey, we will push forward. The reason why this is a solo show is that normally we record on, you know, Friday afternoon, Friday nights for the uh, Friday edition of the show, and I will not be home. I am taking the weekend off. I am going to go see some family because it is my birthday on the 24th, and I won't be able to see them otherwise unless I see them this weekend. So, there you go. No Sin, no Endo. Of course, you can follow Sin on Twitter at SinForTheWinProd, and of course on YouTube at SinForTheWinProductions. Endo is on Twitter at EndoMills, and of course on Twitch at EndoMills as well. But let's get into this, mainly because I'm a bit short on time now that I have to re-record this. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. You can use code Tuki at checkout for 20% off your order and free Worldwide shipping when you use the code Toogie at Checkout Manscaped, the number one place for all of your needs when it comes to male grooming. Toogie approved, by the way. Fantastic products, not just saying that because they sponsored the show. They made me a believer, and I think they'll make you a believer too. So again, use code Toogie at Checkout. With that, let's talk hockey. Uh, Somewhat, again, in, in fast forward as we move on with this. Wanted to start off the show today by mentioning, of course, the women's tournaments at the Olympics. Canada winning gold, holding off a U.S. comeback to win 3-2. The game, of course, lived up to the hype, as it always does between these two teams. Marie-Philippe Poulin with her third gold medal winning goal. She is the only hockey player, male or female, at the Olympics to score in four different gold medal games. And from Victor Finley on Twitter, going back to Vancouver 2010, Marie-Philippe Poulin has scored seven of their last ten goals goals in gold medal games. She is ridiculous. She is a Hall of Famer. She is arguably the greatest women's player of all time. And when I when I think about a player like her, two things come to mind. First and foremost, it's not fair to be like, "Oh, is she is she, like the, the Wickenheiser comparison." Haley Wickenheiser Arguably, and I think to the vast majority of people, the greatest female hockey player of all time. So obviously, you are going to compare her to Marie Philippe Plant. I do not think that's fair. I think those two kind of stand alone as pillars, and it's not even worth comparing them to one another. You compare other people to them. That is how good they are. That is how important to the sport of hockey they are. And hopefully... We've talked about this on the show numerous times. Hopefully this is 
the final time that a generational talent like a Haley Wickenheiser, like a Marie-Philippe Poulain, have to go through their career without having that one steady league to be able to play in, to be able to apply their craft. You know, again, for the man's game, obviously the NHL has been there for almost 100 years now, actually over 100 years now. It's one of those things where hopefully, again, the women's game gets there. We have the league, if it is the PHF, and you just be able you just be able to watch that league and see the best women play rather than it's just only getting to be at the Olympics. Unbelievable. Unbelievable player. Unbelievable tournaments. Uh, Canada was obviously fantastic. Sarah Nurse, by the way, I mean I could sit here and mention their entire team. It was outrageous. Uh, absolutely dominating tournament for Canada. Loved the final despite the results. Finland took the bronze 4 nothing over the Swiss, so a good result for them as well. It's a tournament I'd love to be able to talk more and more about, and maybe we will next week once Sin and Endor are back on the show. In terms of the men's side of things, oh boy, Slovakia beat the United States in a shootout, which, again, is a massive disappointment. Huge win for Slovakia, though. doesn't matter if there weren't NHL players involved. Slovakia beat the United States at the Olympics. That's a big, big deal for that country as... You look out. You look elsewhere. And I'll, I'll, you know, kind of go back to this. But Finland beat Switzerland, and they also ended up beating Slovakia. So Finland's in the gold medal game. Uh, the Russians, let's be honest, the ROC. They beat Denmark, and Sweden beat Canada two to nothing. So Finland will play the winner of Russia and Sweden in the gold medal game. And the reason why I was going to circle back for the U.S. Well, it's pretty simple. Much like Canada. This is an outright failure. This is now two Olympic cycles in a row, sure, without NHL players, but now two winter games in a row where neither the U.S. or Canada made the gold medal game. That is a complete failure. Does not matter if NHL players aren't there. The talent that is available should be able to make it. They should be able to. Think about how neutralized uh, Sweden and Finland happen to be without their NHL representatives yet. They're still able to win. You lose to Russia. Okay, there's that big KHL influence. You can kind of understand it. But obviously the Russians are missing a lot of their top players too from the NHL. It's a complete and outright failure uh, for both the United States and Canada to not make it uh, to the let alone the, the semifinals, let alone the finals. It, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. The World Juniors will be played, which is shocking. Of course, they were canceled. Last December, after just barely getting underway, they'll be played this summer in August. August. <laughs> the tournament resets. No previous results stand. Sounds like this could be a shit show. The rosters might change, but hey, at least some people might still get that opportunity uh, that they missed out on this past winter. So, or you know, this winter as it stands. I mean, know about you? It's still below freezing here. It's lovely. In terms of talking about the NHL, though, and again, a lot of these topics I'd love to spend more time on, but man, if, if I'm going to kind of address them at all, it's going to be in this fast-forward uh, fast kind of deal. The Montreal Canadiens beat the St. Louis Blues for their first win under Martin St. Louis as head coach. Cole Caulfield, he scored his fourth goal since St. Louis' hiring. Two goals against the Blues. He has five goals now in the season. Martin St. Louis mentioned in his press conference... He addressed the idea of systems 
and kind of forcing players, the more creative players, just to kind of force them into this box and not allow them to be as creative because it goes against the system. All of a sudden, Cole Caulfield's looking like Cole Caulfield again. It's 100% because of Martin St. Louis. It has to be. At least that's what it looks like. Might not totally be the case, but boy, I mean, you get someone scoring four goals in just a handful of games when he had one all season long. We're sitting there saying, why isn't he in Laval tearing it up at the AHL level? Interesting times for Habs fans, and man, they might not win too many more games, but this is the type of thing that will get Martin St. Louis the permanent appointment as the head coach of the Habs, because... Again, if you can get Cole Caulfield to just find his game this fast, what are you going to be able to do for the rest of the team? Sidney Crosby scored his 500th career goal. I don't have to sit here and hype up Sidney Crosby. It's Sidney Crosby. But I will say at the very least, I'm very happy to have seen this moment. I think we all kind of understand how fortunate we are to get to watch Sidney Crosby, especially given the fact that once upon a time, we thought that maybe, just maybe, his career would be cut short due to injuries. So I am very happy for him, uh, very thankful, as should the entire hockey world, uh, should be thankful that we've gotten to see Sidney Crosby's career continue. Maybe not quite to the same level as it would have, but obviously still pretty damn close. And that's the funny thing, pretty damn close still makes him obviously one of the greatest players of all time. That is how great Sidney Crosby is. The Edmonton Oilers. Won their fourth straight game under new head coach Jay Woodcroft. Imagine that. Firing a coach like Dave Tippett can work. Who'd have thought? Boy, now imagine. And again, Oilers fans, you, you might make the playoffs at this stage. Here's my, here's my thought, though. You might want to hope they miss. Because, boy, what could happen if you fired Ken Holland and actually got a competent general manager? Imagine. Patrick Laine scored a hat trick last night against the Chicago Blackhawks. Again, just kind of a feel-good story is Patrick Laine at this point. Obviously, a lot of people wanting to you know, call him cooked, and what has gone down is a relatively unfair comparison to one Mr. Austin Matthews, but he's been through the ringer this year. Injuries, the passing of his father, it's been great to see Patrick Laine perform at such a high level again. Uh, obviously, the Blue Jackets are not exactly on a playoff pace, but if they continue to get this version of Patrick Laine, they're going to be looking pretty good moving forward. Drew Doughty for the LA Kings hit 1,000 games played, which is absurd to me. But yeah, 1,000 games for Drew Doughty. I'm getting old. Worth noting, though, in this game, the highlight, it kind of involved the Oilers. Uh, Evander Kane dropped Brendan Lemieux with a jab to the face. The perfect visualization of the oh no, worst person you know, made a great point meme. Delightful. What a moment. One of my moments of the season. Speaking of the Toronto Maple Leafs as well, and Austin Matthews, uh, I, I hope he's okay. I haven't seen an update where he smashed his face off the crossbar last night against the Penguins as he was trying to turn in and didn't really realize where it was going. That looked awful. Uh, speaking of the Leafs too, uh, shout out to the Toronto Maple Leafs for unveiling one of the worst jerseys I've ever seen. As bad as I thought their reverse retro was last year, this is an abomination. The T, the retinas, where only the T is in white and nothing else, it, it's awful. When the best thing someone can point out is, oh, the shade of blue is really nice, boy, you know it's a shit jersey. It is. 
it is. It'll probably look good on the ice because you don't really have to worry about it. But let's be honest, that jersey's shit. It is. The Blues uh, Winter Classic jersey came back too. This time, they just slapped the Sabres logo on it. Okay, not quite. But boy, was that a real copy and paste job from Adidas for the uh, Sabres jersey here in this instance. It's a gorgeous jersey. Anyone who's heard me talk about jerseys before knows I'm a big fan of what Reebok used to do with some of the uh, kind of cream-colored jerseys that they had. They did it with the Canucks for the 2014 Heritage Classic, uh, the Red Wings with one of their Winter Classics as well. Big, big fan. But you literally copy and pasted with some slight changes. Uh, Adidas, it's, it's interesting. They've had some real hits with some of their jerseys, and boy, have they had some misses. Want to talk about the Colorado Avalanche real quick. Nathan McKinnon not facing any supplemental discipline for hitting Nolan Patrick in the face. Now, this wasn't quite as bad of a situation uh, visually as, say, like the Jack Rathbone hit in the AHL, but I don't understand how you don't at least give this guy a fine. Was his intent to essentially elbow or shoulder Nolan Patrick in the head, in the face? No. But you still did it. Give him a fine. It's it's harmless. That's how you use fines. They're essentially harmless due to the way the CBA is negotiated. It at least sends a message that, hey, even though you're a star player and you didn't mean to do this, you can't get away with it. Can't wait for playoff hockey and all the complaints about the officiating because nothing's going to be done and it's going to be the same thing every like it is every single year in terms of the officiating. Tyler Toffoli won his first game with the Calgary Flames. That team has won eight straight games at the time of recording. Absolute wagon. We mentioned it on the last show. I view them as now being a step below the likes of Colorado and Vegas. They're kind of right there with Minnesota. Granted, Minnesota, if they're able to pick up a Claude Giroux or Tomas Hurdle or someone of that ilk, they're going to be looking that much more scary. Speaking of scary, the Florida Panthers. Lucas Carlson's save of the year. Who would have thought the save of the year wouldn't be from a goaltender? Lucas Carlson, the save of the year. Wanted to mention this as well. Moritz Sider, Adam Fox. There was a graphic that was put up that essentially was comparing their numbers from their rookie years. Basically, it comes down to Moritz Sider's your Calder winner. That's what it is. And I'm going to be pretty mad if Moritz Sider isn't the Calder winner. He is absolutely insane, and he should should win. And the final thing I wanted to talk about today, uh, the Boston Bruins. And it's going to be weird to cut this rant short, but it is what it is. Uh, they lost in a shootout to the New York Rangers. There was the really weird moment down the stretch where Igor Shesterkin was removed from the game and then came back after being taken out by a concussion spotter. Uh, it was the right move, but probably late. Uh, but then again, maybe it wasn't the right move because some people think he might have you know, embellished the, the contact. Really, really weird moment. But the Rangers do win. In that shootout, as they should have, because they actually showed some creativity. You had the likes of Chris Kreider trying the Kucherov like he did at the All-Star game. Instead, the Bruins go left-right shoot, right-left shoot, or skate in, hold forehand, shoot. No creativity whatsoever. You have guys like Nick Foligno and Trent Frederick taking shots in the goddamn shootout. And then the Bruins have a 1-0 lead against the New York Islanders and allow four straight goals and lose that too. I went on a massive rant about this. It probably took up the last 15 minutes or so uh, of what was the original recording of this show. I just want to say this. My faith as a Bruins fan right now in terms of what they're going to be capable of doing this season is as low 
as it's ever been. Uh, my confidence in uh, Cam Neely, Don Sweeney, Bruce Cassidy is as low as it's ever been. You know, for the most part, like they're okay, but the fact that like Trent Frederick's been playing on the second line, Craig Smith has been underperforming offensively, Jake DeBrusque, obviously, he's on about a 30 point pace, a little bit under. Uh, the Nick Felino contract is a disaster. I, I'm not confident because I don't think they can add enough at the deadline to be competitive with basically anybody in that Eastern Conference. You look at the playoff situation right now. Season ends today. The Boston Bruins play the Florida Panthers in round one. Now, unless... Uh, you know, playoff Felino and playoff Craig Smith are just at a totally different level. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Bruins don't have the depth to do this. And I, I said earlier this season, like, hey, you know, get Tomas Hurdle. I'd love to see it. But now, you know, I look at the situation and I, I don't even know if Tomas Hurdle would be enough to push the Bruins into Panthers status, Lightning status. I mean, God, even if the Bruins uh, were to jump the Washington Capitals, they'd play Pittsburgh as it stands in round one, or God forbid, Carolina. The only two teams you could possibly, I think, envision them beating, I mean, maybe you want to say Pittsburgh, but the New York Rangers, but obviously the Rangers just beat them. I think the Rangers have their own depth issues. And Toronto, just because it's Toronto, but let's be honest, the Leafs are a better team on paper. I don't have too much faith as a Bruins fan right now. They are six points ahead of the Detroit Red Wings with three games at hand, so I'm still confident that they're good enough to make the playoffs, but there's a big difference between being good enough to make the playoffs and doing something in the playoffs. The Bruins right now have a plus one goal differential. Every team below them is in the minus, uh, from a minus 14 to as uh, drastic as a minus 84 for the Habs, but every team in the playoffs, the worst plus minus is a plus 23 for the New York Rangers. The Rangers have a plus 23, but the Bruins are only a plus one. That is abysmal. How the LA Kings in the second Western Conference wildcard spot have a better goal differential than the Boston Bruins. We'll continue to talk about this as things move forward, but yeah, not too much confidence there. With that, everybody, uh, that brings to a close this, again, rather abbreviated episode of the Tookie Steak Podcast. Again, I hate that I had to re-record it, but... I figured something's better than nothing. We will be back this Tuesday. It'll be Endo and I, and then, of course, Sin will be back next Friday to continue to cover everything in the hockey world. I thank you guys so much for listening and supporting uh, this show that, again, some weird twists and turns uh, over the, the past year now, just about, but this is something that uh, I wanted to do and I'm going to continue to do. We've had a lot of fun with it. Again, sponsored by Manscaped. Use code Tookie at checkout. Might be some other uh, some other interesting deals in the works as well moving forward. We shall see. But with that, see you later. I'm going to en- go enjoy four days off of not streaming on Twitch, which is going to be really weird because it's such a, it's such a normal part of my routine. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Thank you again for watching.